Thanks, Hami, for pushing that button while I tried to tuck my feetsies in under the blanket <laughs> since we're recording in this cold-ass basement with all these goddamn demons. Yeah, in my crawl space. And we're your meta sidekicks! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Meta Sidekicks, your sidekicks to all things metaphysical. I'm Liv, this is M. M. say hi. No. And we're your sidekicks to all things metaphysical. If you didn't get that, we talk about the spoopy, the paranormal, the metaphysical, and everything in between in an entertaining, educational, and comedic fashion are you ready to knuckle it and buckle it with this episode that i have no idea what we're doing yeah. Yeah. i said you're not gonna like it and i know when she says that <laughs> she fucking means it because we're twin well, flames this week Liv told me to find fun facts on the conjuring house and then decided that she also wanted to research fun facts on the conjuring house but i thought she was going to research another video or podcast topic to which that did not happen so i was like well i could pull something out of my ass if you would like me to and she was like okay so welcome to one of our first metaphysical shower thoughts where i bring you a very large topic and we talk about it and um it's it's gonna be a lot. Are you ready for the large topic? I mean, let's be real. I think all of our podcasts, whether they're planned or unplanned, are just a giant <laughs> metaphysical shower thought tangent. This is going to be a large piece of poop that I have spread all over the table. But it's gonna be a beautiful piece of poop. I'm just saying right now, <laughs> with my ADHD and field brain, I just need you to understand that I've recently learned that humans can eat C4. Do they explode? Is it like the pie episode of Spongebob? It is not. That is what I thought. But I guess, <laughs> unlike many medications that are FDA approved, the only side effect, or unlike, I should say, many FDA approved medications, the side effects of ingesting C4 on a somewhat decent basis is indigestion. Interesting. But it, it probably causes blockages. It's 100% um, going to make your poops explode if you ignite them. So uh, we're going to have this lovely wall between us at sunset. And I'm going to be eating a lot of C4. You're going pie. to be eating a lot of pies and our thighs are both going to explode. When the pie reaches our lower our intestines, <laughs> our colon. Something like that. You ready? Yeah. So the large topic is... Are psychic mediums born, or can you be learn to be a psychic medium? <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to do this <laughs> at some point, because it's the only blog topic that I'm talking Writing about. about. Yeah. It's not this question, but... Well, because she got angry at me, because I think that people who are neurotypical are born psychic mediums, but my spirit guides explained it to me in a very... Um, obscure way when I was watching this movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. If you want to still watch this movie, this is not the podcast for you because I'm going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I guess I have to knuckle and buckle. So, like I have uh, already given you the uh, preface for Liv has very strong opinions about this topic. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> So my spirit guides explained it to me because as you guys know, I have gone through this journey and figured out that I'm a psychic medium and it makes absolutely no sense to me how I am just magically now a psychic medium after a year or two, you know? So my spirit guides explained it all using this lovely movie. So the context of this movie is it starts out with this woman that is working at a laundromat. And she is about to go do her taxes for this laundromat that she owns. 
And while she is in this meeting, her husband starts acting really weird and gives her this weird headset and explains that he is from a different timeline. I thought it was because he ate a lot of C4. God, <laughs> he has indigestion. Yes. <laughs> so the, the preface of this movie is that every time you make a decision, you are creating a different timeline where you make the opposite decision. So for example, if you chose to have like an interview for a job and you got a job offer, there is going to be a timeline where you take that job. There's going to be a timeline where you don't. And with this movie, her husband comes in and he gives her this like headset thing. And then she has to do this like weird thing, like stomp on your right foot, don't forget it type of thing. And it's pelvic very- thrust. Woo! Yeah, I forget the word they <laughs> use to like, I don't know, explain it. It's like some Not sort a pelvic of thrust. weird decision that causes you to skip a, to a different timeline. The butterfly so, effect? That's not what they used it as. However, what they were explaining is these head. this headset that this man was giving to this woman is going to be the thing that's going to transfer her consciousness into a different timeline. Are you reading things? <laughs> Sorry. She's like intently looking at a, a notebook with a posted note on it yeah there's a postage note in my book that i don't remember putting there and it got and distracted well it's in <laughs> my I could writing hear her thoughts <laughs> and he just heard a record skip yeah he's like what is this the hamster needs to take a water break you just hear that little noise with their little tongue against that ball thing you know anyways i there's a haphazardly placed post-it note in my notebook and it's in my writing and it says Liv's mom against her will be inside her mother's life question mark no touching buttons genetic mediumship i fucking was i held against my will is this me from an alternate universe like you're your talking memory about? is wonderful i don't understand your I, memory i have no, and it's in the witch's forest maybe i'm being held against my will in the witch's forest anyways anyways <laughs> that's ominous past olivia what the fuck sorry so these headsets came from a timeline in which these people designed this technology and they were teaching people how to use it and it's very strange because there's like certain things that you have to do like i said snap on your right foot don't forget it but it's like if you put salt in your eyes and then hit this button on your headset it's gonna put you to a very specific timeline and the thing of you like putting salt in your eyes is the thing that calibrates where you're gonna go okay i thought it was the slug the slug king but it's not guaranteed necessarily i'm just telling it's you just a guess that this movie is a lie based on probability it's based on the slug king's propaganda of keeping people in their matrix universe capsules of understanding God. If you put the salt in your eyes, you get the alternate universe. So this woman that they find, they're like, you are the one. You are the one that's going to help us defeat this person that we have been training to use this weird headset. She now has the ability to not use the headset and she can transcend time however she wants. Like she can transcend that the gun that you have in your hand is actually a potato shooter because she just pulled a different timeline out and now is presenting you to be doing this weird thing. So 
Ah. This, oh, God. Now Sorry. she's writing in the notebook. Anyways. Wait. What? <laughs> so she is this movie's Keanu Reeves. I know. And the person that she's going to defeat is the Slug King. Because no she idea has been born about. not allergic to salt. No. Yes. There's nothing to do with salt. <laughs> okay, well, she can transcend timelines without putting salt in her eyes, so that means that she's going to defeat the Slug King. Anyways, they find this woman, and this woman, they are trying to teach her how to use the headset because they're like, you are the one that we can help defeat this person that's going through times and like killing people because she doesn't care. The Slug King. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> but uh, Do you know what happens to a slug if you put salt on them? It's inhumane. Don't do that. They bubble and boil and then die. I know. Yeah. It's the slug but the king. story has nothing to do with slugs. I just want you to understand where I'm getting my joke of the slug king. Okay. Okay. That's all. So I tell jokes sometimes and she doesn't understand them. Yes, because I'm autistic and everything in my brain is literal. And I'm too hilarious. Which is why I'm telling you it's inhumane to put salt on slugs. <laughs> And that's what the Slug King is doing. He's telling his loyal subjects that he's put into Matrix cubes to put salt in their eyes. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying. It's inhumane. So and she's Keanu Reeves. She starts doing the things that this man is telling her that she needs to stomp on her right foot, don't forget it, and have this headset where she pushes the button to transcend lifetimes. And she keeps doing it over and over and over again until this... Drops phone on ground because he needs to cover feet. Entropy. Well, she keeps trying to do like transcends times until, um, until she gets to the point where her husband starts explaining to her that she needs to be careful about doing this so often because she's going to start feeling as if she is living like a split life. Her she's going to become overwhelmed with all the things that she's seeing and all of the timelines because. Her brain is going to be like, well, you're going to be on this timeline, but now you're on this timeline. So which timeline is real? What is really real there? So she's timeline hopping to make things different. Well, she's timeline hopping to try to find this. Um, she's trying to find the person that can also timeline hop. But also when you time hop, you have the ability to take the, your abilities from that timeline. So... If there's a bad guy and you go back into a timeline where you're like a martial artist, now you can you like have pee, pa, poo, pow, your timeline beat that guy up abilities and understanding. Yes. Okay, because you went to a timeline where you made the decision to join a martial arts team thing, <laughs> you know. But that's that's not the point. The point is that this woman is continuing this on and she keeps transcending timelines until she doesn't need this headset anymore. She is able to transcend lifetimes just as easily as this other woman and she figures out that this other woman is actually her daughter. So they are the two only people on existence that has this ability to just see everything and every timeline in which they exist. Now, since we've gotten the context of the movie out of out of raps, my spirit guides are like, this is what mediumship is like. So mediumship 
we describe is communicating with spirits and communication and you need to be able to communicate with the spirits you can't like just see them or whatever and it was always really hard for me to understand how Liv explains that people have to be born with psychic abilities not everyone has the ability to use mediumship and talk to souls and the reason why is because if you are a soul why would you not have the ability to speak with other souls it doesn't make any sense to me and her argument is that like they're physical beings you are gifted these from spirit and that's how it works but my spirit guides are like it's not necessarily that you're not born with it they're saying that everyone has the ability to do it but it's the few people that aren't overwhelmed by this thing that allows them to be able to do it freely. So imagine this headset that they use to transcend lifetimes is divination tools. So the divination tools help them speak to souls. They help them figure out all these things. Or if you're a trans medium, going into a trance helps you become able to speak to souls that type of thing. However, there are people that are not overwhelmed. So like I said, in this movie, this woman is explained that if you transcend lifetimes too many times, you can reap the effects of being overwhelmed, being disoriented, all of these horrible things. And that's kind of where the physicality comes in. The physicality within mediumship is the thing that kind of prevents people from being able to see or speak to spirits because understanding the thing behind the curtain like understanding the man behind the curtain of physicality is overwhelming and from my experience of watching other mediums explain things and understand things they are still trying to categorize all of the information that they are getting because it's so overwhelming and it's a human thing to try to categorize those things so it's interesting that they're explaining that this is how mediumship works. And one of the things within this movie is there's two people. Sorry, I like threw my pen at something. There's two people that have this ability to transcend lifetimes. So I'm perceiving it. These are the two people that are the mediums. They both have different perspectives about what they are experiencing because they are experiencing everything everywhere all at once that's the movie title the one the main character that we're speaking of the one that learns that she has these abilities she figures out that if she is able to go through all of these lifetimes and figures out like what is the best possible options for people she is able to help people figure out what they want to do she is able to understand people to a level where she can help them however the other girl the other girl is thinking that nothing matters she already knows how everything's going to work she already knows that everything is going to exist there's nothing that she can do to prevent it from existing if she wants to go to a different timeline it doesn't matter so those are the two kind of outlooks of how mediumship is run and I feel like it's really interesting because that I feel like a lot of mediums have as well. You have those mediums that are like, I want to help people. And then you have those mediums that are like, nothing is real. This makes no sense. So it's just, it's very interesting how they explain that this movie 
explains how people are born with psychic medium abilities. However, it is the physicality that makes you overwhelmed. So you put in blocks set in place to prevent you from becoming overwhelmed by this amount of information. So the reason why I was asking all of these questions, like I said earlier, is because I don't understand why I'm a psychic medium. Because if you looked at my life now, you would say you weren't born a psychic medium. You were just a psychic medium because Liv's a psychic medium and you like what she does. And my spirit guides, the same day I saw this movie, they made me find this TikTok about depersonalization and derealization. And I'll explain that in a second, but like, the reason why Liv knows or I don't know Liv had one of those like experiences when she was little that kind of validated the fact that she was a psychic medium like she had an experience that most people talk about on the internet of you know you're a psychic medium because you saw freaking spirits that weren't there I've never had that experience when I was a kid never not at one like not at all but the thing that my spirit guides were explaining to me that I do have is something called depersonalization or derealization. And what this means is you have a hard time understanding what is actually real. So a lot of times it deals with like dissociation and things like that. So I've been researching a lot of things about DID because I find it interesting. And a lot of things that people with who have DID explain is all of these things in regards to dissociation and how the dissociation is the thing that is creating alters. And I relate to that because I have specific personalities. It's not to the same degree, but it is very much I am creating these things because I feel like I'm supposed to in order to keep myself safe. And it's because not that because I have all of these weird dissociation walls, but it is because of this depersonalization and this derealization and the way that people describe it is usually something happens something traumatic happens that makes you feel as if you do not exist and the things around you do not exist and it's almost like you're watching the world from like an out-of-body experience and they're they explained to me that this is something that I have had for most of my life but on the internet they explain that you it's not something that you should be having long-term. It's usually a temporary thing or a temporary side effect of something else. But I have felt this for a, a long time. It's something that I could, I don't know. It's just weird. But the reason why I'm a psychic medium is they're explaining, I don't have a very strong grip on reality. So you explaining to me that like, the things that you're experiencing aren't physical it's something that I could hold on to it's something that I can grasp and I'm not saying that if you have depersonalization or derealization that you are also going to have these mediumship gifts but because I have those things I'm not overwhelmed by the information that is coming in like someone else would And now Liv has written down a whole bunch of things, so it is her turn to talk. <laughs> oh, I write things to understand them. Ah. Yeah. So yes. it helps me keep the things in my ADHD brain together because I will forget them. But yeah, it like blew my mind because I felt like it was explaining my life to me. 
and how I could be a psychic medium because I, it doesn't make any sense otherwise. And it doesn't make sense that people aren't born with mediumship abilities because I still think that they are. It's just, are you supposed to realize them? Because if you, if you're someone that needs a headset in order to realize them, you're going to be overwhelmed by the information in a physical manner. What's your take on it, Olive? Oh yeah, I'm excited. Wait, what was this movie called again? Everything, everywhere, all at once. A lot of our patrons are talking about it in the Discord server, but I think they're talking more about the uh, transcending of timelines. It's just my spirit guides use this to explain mediumship to me, and it like is way too perfect. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. <laughs> it's a really good movie. It's an indie movie, and they like. I don't know how they did it with such little like budget. I'm sure Bradley and I are gonna watch it tonight because he likes stuff like that. So it's in theaters, so I don't know that. Damn it. Yeah, you would have to go to a movie theater if it's still out. Okay. But it's really good. Sounds good. <laughs> um. So wait. So I before I, we go on just for the movie's sake, the girl or the person that the woman was trying to stop, she finds out is her daughter, not the yes. Slug King. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we should make an even lower budget version on YouTube where plot twists. The Slug King reminds me of the egg people from Jimmy Neutron. Go on, though. Plot twist. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is the person that she needs to stop. Because they look like slugs. I'm oh, sorry. Or snails. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is the person that she needs to stop, but he ends up having to have the same outlook on life as her because he's trying to stop the people that are in the Matrix, but she's trying to stop the Slug King, and both are the same timelines but in different Jesus dimensions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's her current life in a different dimensional timeline mm-hmm. of the same circumstantial craziness. Well, she does transcend into a time where she's a rock. Long live the Slug King! Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you think everyone has the ability, it's just whether or not they're supposed to realize their ability as a medium. Yeah. Okay, and you think- You have a soul, so you would have the ability to speak with souls. It's just you have a physical body that puts in place blocks, because when you're a child, you a lot of children have the ability to speak with souls, and you say that it goes away, and I think it goes away not because they're not a medium, but- I think it goes away because the physicality of things creates an ego to block the information out because it's overwhelming. Yes. So, Um, you just look at everything in a very physical way, which is interesting because your, like, essence of your life is a non-physical thing, which is why you struggle with understanding reality. But Mm -hmm. the satire of it is that you're stuck in it, like, really Mm -hmm. hard, which Mm -hmm. is probably why you have such a the the problems with it yeah yeah it's like <laughs> the opposite because you're one thing it makes you literally stuck in the thing that you don't understand yeah or struggle horrible. with it's okay <laughs> so let's uh start with the things that i wrote down i put keanu reeves oh god slug king dash salty eyes <laughs> gaining timelines life experiences and knowledge equals Too many timelines makes brain mush. Then I put genetically related non-salty eye timeline hopping abilities. But the others need salty eyes. M 
equals salty eyes, which she equates to as divination tools. Idea is that, her idea is that everyone is overwhelmed with their salty eyes. But that is not what you meant. You meant people are overwhelmed in the movie by timeline hopping. That's what limits others' abilities. It's not that they can't do timeline hopping. It's just that they are too overwhelmed with the idea physically of timeline hopping that it's what keeps their abilities in check, which means that they have to have salty eyes, which is unfortunate. And then I put physicality is what blocks people from mediumship, not their innate spiritual deficit. And then you talked about something with... It wasn't what you said. You didn't say this word, but it, they told me to write it because they showed me and you as like the two little light things and they made me write duality. We're, oh, you were talking about, you think that you realized you were a medium. It's not that you were born a medium because you think everybody's- no, I am a born a medium. Everyone is born a medium. Yes. You think everyone is born a medium. It's just that you realized it. Yes, I had the characteristics put in place to allow me to not be overwhelmed by the information that is coming in. Yes, uh-huh. but you're talking about like timelines and things and stuff like that. Okay, what about timelines? I just using the concept of timelines to from be, this movie yeah. to explain to you, replace transcending timelines with mediumship and speaking to souls. Yeah. Transcending lifetimes doesn't mean anything in this case. Okay. Well, okay. since we're talking about timelines, though, okay. and some people might be into that, because yeah. in our last episode, we talked about people being into peeing in people's laps. So, what? <laughs> you missed that side? No, I was there, yeah. but I don't understand. <laughs> bring, so you, it bu- bring it back up again. Because people might be into that. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh, if you think, do you think that in other timelines you realized you were a medium? I don't know. Because <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Because I'm like, if M's idea is concurrent, then it would have to mean that in every facet or fraction of a timeline that our physical existence is in, because you say, you know, in one timeline you have a job, and another time you don't have a job, things like that. They're telling me that you're spiritual abilities is the one thing within timelines that does not change okay they're so, telling you that so yes i would be a psychic medium in the other ones yes whether would you, i realize it though yes whether oh, okay, you met me or not you would have had that as the thing because your timelines are what are supposed to help you like you reincarnate to learn lessons right it's that mm-hmm. whole fucking spiritual it's just one of those things that is written raising your spiritual consciousness yeah and a lot of people say oh well we don't have free will oh we do have free will and, and this isn't a concept of free will or not it's the fact that given every facetal timeline that you could have one where we started metapsychics one where we didn't one where you met me one where you didn't meet me no matter what your psychic abilities will be the same Because that is the one thing that is the metaphysical out of the physical. The physical is the object, I guess, or like the factors, whereas the constant is your metaphysical abilities. Does that make sense? I mean, kind of. Okay. So anyways, you're saying that things in life are not, I don't know. They said duality. That's what I was talking about. So it's that... It's like the whole spinning around each other type thing of the twin flame shit. 
mm-hmm. but they're saying you were born one and that it wasn't not realized. That's when they told me that even if you wouldn't have met me, you would have realized that you were a medium. Okay. So it doesn't have anything to do about like being a medium, not being a medium, wumbo, the study of wumbo. Okay. I so. mean, I talk about derealization and depersonalization. So even if I didn't meet you, it'd probably, I'd probably still have the same questions. Yes. But so <laughs> I think it's interesting that you talk about derealization and what you said dissociation. It's derealization or the term is depersonalization. You can use either term. Ah, yeah. And that's when I wrote the arrow that says things in life are not real or that you struggle with the idea of reality, like your physical existence. Right. Is what? that what that is? It's like dissociation. It's like I don't know if you've ever dissociated before, but it's like you're watching your body. Or things are happening, but it's like your vision is blurry. I can like show you TikToks that explain it better, but it's like you question. Like one of the things that is really strange that I've, I guess, figured out is I told my boyfriend the other day, I was like petting our dog and I was like, it's just so weird that I can like touch our dog and it's like my dog feels it and like I feel it and she's like a mass like she's like a physical object like that's weird right and he was like no one thinks about that I was like oh okay cool that's how my brain works yeah that's how my brain works too (laughs) or my brain works in the sense of when I was a little kid if I recognized you I would describe you as having a larger head that is not an actual thing that is just larger than your head no not just you (laughs) What do you mean? Well, I mean, if you're a kid. If I recognized someone, yeah, I would perceive them as having a larger head. So if I never met you, I wouldn't perceive you as having a large head. Okay. It's those type of things. It's I don't think things are real. Like, I'm touching this desk, uh-huh. but I don't know that I'm actually touching this desk. I'm making decisions, but I don't know that I'm actually making decisions. I know it's really hard. For, maybe you also think that way and no one's ever told you. Yeah, that's not Depersonalization. Normal? Yeah. And I didn't realize that until I was like telling my boyfriend about the fact that I think it's odd that I that I can touch my dog and it's a thing. Because he was like, isn't it crazy that we have our dog? And I was like, yeah, isn't it crazy that I can touch her and she like is an object? And he was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Never mind. Well, like the other day, Bradley and I did some work on the yard and I was like, look, we actually have a house. And he's like, yeah, we've been living in it for five months. I'm like, but it doesn't feel like I've been living in a house for five months. I feel like I've been doing things and existing. However, my brain catching up to the fact that I exist within this house because of certain things that I've done in my life to be in this house, I don't feel like I exist in the house. That's I just why like you're a psychic medium. That's weird. I thought right? people always no. did that. When I think because- about dissociation, I think about it in like a mental trauma aspect, which I have also um, Yeah, but I've had it before my occurred. mental trauma. Yeah, no, I just had- made it worse when I was going through mental trauma because I was like, peace out. I don't need to experience this. Yeah, that was like my entire college experience. Yeah, but it's like, I forgot what I was going to say. What were you talking about? Just Maybe it'll jog thinking that reality is not Oh, right, real. I remember. Oh, okay. So other people... When I was researching depersonalization, I found that it is a temporary thing. And I personally think that people think it's temporary because the people who have it long term don't know anyone else thinks about it that way. 
Well, I would think, I think that's normal though. You wouldn't have like, I literally watched a video and this woman was like, I, I like took these drugs and they were like bad drugs. I like overdosed or whatever. And I had depersonalization for six years and I can tell you that it's treatable. You can get over it. You cannot, you can feel like you're a real human being again. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, exactly. Because I was literally having questions of why I dissociate so often because that's how my brain has uh, figured out how to deal with trauma, which is why I was watch like watching videos, learning about DID, because those dissociation is a big part of that, but there's still a lot of things missing. And I uh, could look into like dissociative disorders, but still things are missing. And it's because my spirit guides give me this piece of information of, I have depersonalization and derealization. So I'm one of those people that thinks, do I actually exist? do people do things outside of my bubble like I think it's crazy that you can go home and do things and I don't know that you're doing things I thought that was just like the way normal people think like in a philosophical fashion normal people don't have those ideas if they didn't have those if normal people didn't have ideas like that then we wouldn't have philosophy we wouldn't have science we wouldn't have speculation we wouldn't have astronomy like those unrooted ideas and self-reflections introspective retrospective ideas of your existence normal people don't think that way is that why we're so stunted in science is coming into play here if you're neurodivergent you come in that way that's weird so all the people that you're talking about are probably neurodivergent in one way or another well, yeah like scientists like galileo exactly people that have Which the idea of I tied it to having mediumship because it's a genetic thing. So that's why people think mediumship is genetic because I think it's associated with neurodivergence. However, it's not the only way to speak to souls. So yeah, I'm glad that it blows your mind as well because that entire day I was like trying not to cry. <laughs> I mean, that's just like the idea of people are like, like there's an idea that someone says, technically mm -hmm. you're never alone. Why? because there's thousands of microbes and bacteria living on your skin, in your eyelashes, in your intestines. That's like a thought like that. People think it's cool. I thought it was normal. People don't. That's like when you told me, sorry, slight trigger warning possibly. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, when pe you told me that normal people don't think about like suicide. Yeah. I did not uh -huh. know that that was not normal. Uh -huh. I'm not saying that I'm like a masochist or any sort of like mental instability when it comes to that, but it's like the idea of where you're like, if I was driving my car right now and I just drove into the barrier, what would it feel like? That has a name. The, the thing that you talked about also has a name and I forget what it is, but it's like everybody around you having the cognitive understanding or realization that everyone around you has their own specific individual lives and it is not directly affected by yours yeah it's like there's a name for it i don't know what the name is yeah i don't but, know either uh, yeah that's not normal depersonalization that's, correct and it's called that depersonalization or derealization i can look it up for you that's really weird again you uh, had me do this on the flip of a hat, so oh. I pooped it out of my ass. I thought you were going to talk about some sort of spoopy aspect from the, the bad BuzzFeed video that we reacted to. Not oh. this. <laughs> okay. Depersonalization. The persistent feeling of observing oneself from outside one's body or having a sense that one's surroundings aren't real. 
Depersonalization can be normal and is only an indicator of underlining disease when feelings become excessive, all-consuming, and interfere with daily life. That is my life. Oh, when it becomes all-consuming and interferes with my daily life, that just is expressed symptomatically as anxiety and depression. (laughs) So, interesting, interesting. Well, I wanted to talk about that because I thought it was interesting. One, I didn't think that I had it. (laughs) Depersonalization. Yeah, we should, if we ever get enough money and, like, make enough money is what I should say. No, we will. Manifestation, my okay, love. when we make enough there money, <laughs> I think we should get full neuropsych evaluations. Ugh, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but... I'd rather psychoanalyze myself. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I think it would be fun. Why not? Know everything Yeah, that but is- that could be traumatizing, because if we go to the right doctor, they're going to be like, you're a girl. You can't have autism. <laughs> and then we spend $10,000 for a doctor to be like, you're crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I was listening to this one podcast and they do neuropsych evaluations, but it's like a two-year waiting list and mm. it's like very, very, very thorough. So Might be something different than going to your doctor and getting diagnosed with autism then. Well, yeah, no, it's like a full neuropsych evaluation. That'd it's be fun. everything. I would it's have like a lot of mental disorders. doing a 23 in me, but for your head. <laughs> interesting your psyche anyways yeah i wanted to talk about how i didn't think i had derealization and that you and i again with the same twin flame type fucking revolving around each other smelling each other's farts psychologically and spiritually bullshit that my mom made like a reference i think in our mother's day podcast that came out a couple episodes ago that me it was like the topic or the question for her of like raising a psychic medium did i have like imaginary friends that weren't actually imaginary friends and she's like well you know i don't think any of those imaginary friends were like actually real because i literally had a parrot named paco that i created my own image of off of a pbs show Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like other weird things like because my parents were divorced and i'd always have to go over my dad's house every weekend and i hated it because i couldn't bring my animals with me because he lived in an apartment yeah And she's like, I think that's just one of the ways that you coped really well. So when you derealization or derealize whatever things, I don't know how you do it, but I'm going to say how maybe that's how I did it because I didn't think that was derealization. I figured it was just... probably an aspect of it. Yeah, because you're like, my surroundings aren't real, which is why I'm able to get more breadth of information that might be outworldly or otherworldly to other people because I'm more open to it because of my disassociation yeah. or disconnect I, from I reality. I don't have a grip on reality so someone being like did you know fairies exist? My brain would be like okay. Because uh, sure, I feel like we'll say that. As a child I very much knew that I my imaginary animals did not exist and if someone asked me like hmm. real life kid are you fucking telling me that you have an actual I think I loved cockatoos. He was a cockatoo named Paco on your shoulder right now that you're talking to. Do you believe that? I'd be like, no, but you can't tell him that. I would like, <laughs> like, I know it, but I would still play along with it. Does that make any sense? It's because people told you, right, that they were imaginary. I mean, I don't know. I didn't have imaginary friends. No My one imaginary ever... friend was Zorath. <laughs> no one ever questioned me about it because I was just a little kid, but like. Yeah. I would always do that whole role-playing thing because I was so I bored. know, but when I was a kid, I was like, no one can know that I talk to my stuffed lion because they're going to make fun of me. And I was five. Like, I can't have an imaginary friend because people will make fun of me. Interesting. You didn't know that? 
No. Trauma! <laughs> I feel like I was quiet about those things, but also yep. not at the same time, maybe. Mm. Yeah. I I'm, remember specifically not having imaginary friends and not talking about it because I didn't want people to think I had imaginary friends. So, I don't know. Because you wanted real friends? Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but also, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Hard physicality. Yeah, your understanding of physicality is just different than mine. Like, your perception of it, which is why it's so, like, topsy-turvy to me. Anyways, so back on the topic of, is everyone a psychic medium? And I still argue no. <laughs> I know you're saying that, like, they're just being kept from realizing their full potential and like going super saiyan because of physicality but i don't think it's physicality that's blocking them i think if you're trying to realize your full potential and get away from your ego yes physicality is blocking you but i still don't think that everybody has the physical ability to be a medium in each life because i don't think that like you want to be a singer you can learn to be a singer you want to be a bodybuilder you can learn to be a bodybuilder you can do all of the things that people tell you in the techniques and step on your left foot don't forget it to be the best cook or bodybuilder or singer that you possibly can be but I don't think you can equate physicality in the same sense to mediumship because I feel like if you have reached a certain spiritual consciousness it's one of the things that you have to learn i don't think it's a i know this sounds really horrible or like <laughs> shitty but mm -hmm. i don't think it's a low level spiritual thing that you can do i think your ability to speak to souls is not dictated by physicality it's dictated by creator so i think to think that you are a psychic medium goes above and beyond the thing that created you or the being that created you and I think you can't do that well I think it's the difference between there's a difference between the people that have to use like the rituals and the divination tools which is why I was using this movie to explain it I think you can learn to speak to souls but it's not going to be the same way that Liv and I speak to souls you know what I'm talking about divination tools Kind of. I think there are more than just divination tools. I think there are people that give you something to hold on to physic physically in order to speak with souls. Because there's a whole bunch of classes and the classes have to be doing something in order for people to be coming out and saying, I can talk to souls. So I feel like they, they are talking to souls. However, there is still large blocks from them from actually connecting on the level that Liv and I do on the level of what people would equate as a psychic medium. And I feel like it might also be connected directly to how your spirit is, how high vibrationally your spirit is, but also based upon how your physicality is. Because if you're going to have certain blocks set in place, it's going to be harder for you to move around them. So I don't know. That's my uh, view of it. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think that it's something that is necessarily blocked by physicality and physicality only. I think to a certain extent you're blocked by physicality and your ego and sociocultural whatevers. But at the end of the day, I think if you're supposed to be a psychic medium, it's not for you to dictate. It's for 
whoever created you to dictate? I think it's your decision because I probably wrote it in my soul contract that I'm going to be a psychic medium in this life because I wasn't a psychic medium in the last life. I think you were allowed to be a psychic medium in this life because in order to raise your spiritual consciousness, it's what you had to do in this life. It's not your choice. Either way, it's still written in a soul contract. Yeah, but not by you. You don't write your soul contract. Well, I realize that, but it's just, it's something that was discussed because I don't think I'm the only being that created a soul contract. Yeah, but I don't think you create it though. Okay. So it's not for you. I don't to know. Say. You keep saying that you get to decide to come back in. Yeah, you can decide, but I don't think that you get to decide what you do and how you do it. Okay. I think there's a lot of other things that have to go into it. Got you. And like one of the things is being a psychic medium. You're not like, I am deciding that I want to be a psychic medium in this life because it's going to be fucking cool. They're like, if you want to go back, this is what you're going to do. And if it's really fucking shitty, you can be like, eh, I don't want to. Or if it's really just not what you want to do because when you were a life here, you're like, eh, I don't feel like reincarnating in whatever life it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Someone says, if you want to do it, you can sign up, but you don't know what you're going to do. Like an escape room. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, escape rooms? Okay. You like pay money to go and get locked in a room with your friends and there's all uh-huh. these clues and you have to get out in like under an hour. Oh God. You don't fucking know what you're going to be given. You don't <gasps> know. I'm sorry. The whole side of my head is lighting up. They're like, that's how you need to explain it. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what fucking dumbass shit that you're going to have to understand. You can pick the group that you want to do the project with. Mm -hmm. But you don't fucking know the answers. You don't know if you're going to be a psychic medium. You don't know if you're going to be the richest person in the world. You don't know if you're going to die of, like, gone hifficerpolades at age 13. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just sign up for it. You pay the 25 bucks, and you're like, have a good ride. Got you. Yeah. Sorry. This whole, like, hot head thing that they've been doing with me really fucks with me. (laughs) They literally just make the, like, right or left quadrant of my scalp feel like it's tingling sounds like fun it's really wild it's one of the new <laughs> things that are happening new things yeah so and that would explain why you can have multiple timelines with different scenarios but the metaphysical things that's not stuff that's created by you it's like the one thing that's like the footnotes of all of the pages anyways yeah not to be gatekeepy but be gatekeepy because I know that's how you feel about it maybe I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I don't know well we talk about gatekeeping and like um, in the metaphysical community like people that are like if you don't have your first tarot deck given to you by someone else then you're going to turn into a potato that's like the gatekeepy thing yeah the one girl that didn't like us or the one person that didn't like us for Persephone mm-hmm. her thing <laughs> that so, sounds like fun you know it's just like the only one thing that yeah, I feel gatekeepy I just, on. I mean, I don't think that you can be gatekeepy about it. I don't know that you can get the information that someone is a psychic medium or they're not a psychic medium. Yeah, I've had a lot of people surprise me. So. I fucking didn't know that you were a psychic medium, but again, yeah, it's because, not for me to know. <laughs> yeah, because your mom talks about, I read tarot and she keeps explaining that, well, if you're reading psychic information, it's different than you talking to souls. But it's confusing because how do you know it's psychic information on the other, like, as her when I'm reading the the information? Because I don't know that I'm getting psychic information. I'm getting the information from 
someone who's telling me about it. So then is it psychic information if a soul is telling me what to say? If it's <laughs> like a soul that's passed over, it's yeah. medium information. If it's from your but spirit guides. You can't tell that unless I say I got the information from this soul. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, how are you going to know the difference? <laughs> well, I think that's why a lot of people in the, in the spiritual community, they're like, I have this one person that gives me information. It's because they can't speak to souls. It's how they get around it. What do you mean? You know the the woman that we talked to at the t- at the metaphysical shop that gave us a reading. Okay. And she said she was a medium because she talks to souls. Yeah. But she has the one woman that stands next to her to mm-hmm. give information. Okay. She only saw my spirit guides. She didn't see any human souls around me. You tell me that you see human souls around me out the fucking wazoo. Yeah. And the way God, my fucking head is lighting up again. <laughs> Why? The way she gets information that she perceives as medium information is because the woman that stands behind her is her spirit guide person. Oh, is she her? I thought she was like a grandmother. Yeah, but that fucking got blown up in our face. Okay, so it is a spirit guide. Interesting. So she's psychically communicating with the spirit guide. I don't think spirit guide communication is the same as having a conversation with souls. Weird. Yeah, in the blog that I'm writing, I equate psychic abilities as wearing polarized sunglasses. Okay. And I know you'll understand that because your dad's an outdoorsy person because of your grandpa that I've talked to. God. So you wear polarized sunglasses so that you can see fish in the water, right? Yep. You can see the fish, but you can't fucking talk to the fish. Yep. You can have someone next to you that can talk to the fish. But you're not actually talking to the fish. You're not having a one-on-one conversation. God, my head won't stop lighting up. Uh, it just feels like like when you get goosebumps, but only in one side of my head. That's weird. It's really weird. They do. <laughs> I like this- how it's your head, too. I don't think I got goosebumps on my head before. Uh-huh. If I'm talking to- Unless my hair stands up or something. If I'm talking to physical beings or, like, spirit guides and I give information that is- really exciting for them the left side of my head lights up but if it's from spirit source whatever it's the right side it grosses me out it's weird (laughs) anyways and then the way i explain psychic mediumship is being in a room with somebody that does not fucking speak english so if you don't know how to speak to someone in the same room as you because they don't speak the same language you could like have them draw pictures or act something out or use some other sort of physical thing to convey a message to you, but you're not going to really understand what's going on, that is divination tools. If you want to 100% understand what that person is saying, you're going to bring in a translator and that translator is going to be a medium because they can have a personal conversation with whoever that person is that doesn't speak their language and then relay it to you. Yeah. So the, yeah, the difference is with the fish thing. <laughs> Psychics can see the fish because they got the polarized sunglasses on, but they need some sort of divination tool or spirit guide to communicate with them because souls is not their thing. Because the spirit guide lives in spirit and they're connected to the person. So if you're able to have a form of communication with your spirit guide, that's cool. But it's not the same as like a soul. Yeah, because I feel like I struggle with psychic information which is why i have a hard time talking to animals because I, I feel like i struggle with psychic information personally 
but I think that's just because I don't want to know about it. And oh. they're telling me it doesn't matter if you think you struggle with psychic information, you understand it and you're able to perceive it because you can talk to souls and souls are all three at once. Well, yeah, but I'm saying I have a hard time talking to physical things here psychically because I have an ego of what they are. Mm -hmm. So I usually just speak to a soul that's near them. So like you're a pet psychic. I can't, I have a hard time talking to pets psychically because uh, they're physically here. So I usually talk to a spirit that's associated with them. Like my friend's grandma lost her cat. I wasn't talking to her cat. I was talking to one of her past cats. <laughs> uh -huh. so. so it's weird. But, but that's also, yeah, but that's not you struggling with psychic information though. Because the, yeah. the, the cat has to tell you something that's going on in the present because they know past, present, and future, and that's you just giving it in a different way. Okay, then what's past, what, what's psychic information? Psychic information is usually information that I receive from my spirit guides, not from a past person. So when I talk to animals, I don't think I'm actually talking to animals. I think that my spirit guides... I think of it like as wires. They like plug me into the consciousness of the creatures. Because I thought it was you reading energy that's here physically. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you wouldn't necessarily need it from your spirit guides. You would just get information about like if this pen has energy because I've touched this pen multiple times. You can read the energy on the pen. And mm -hmm. That's psychic information. Yeah, but the thing is, is at the end of the day, whether it's psychic information or medium information, we're not the ones, like, doing it. Does that make sense? I know this is weird because it goes into the whole separation is an illusion thing, but also separation is a thing. I don't know what you mean. So, doing what? You know how you talk, well, reading energy. We're a physical conduit, right? Okay. We are the thing that energy can flow through, spiritual-wise. Yeah. <clears throat> so, when we are translating energy whether it be spiritual or physical or both what's happening is we are just the physical conduit in which that energy can go through and we process it but the way that we receive the energy for it to go through us is physically and spiritually so blue man dude is stepping forward he's the one that wants me to tell you this you talked about rosaline and how rosaline is claircognizant for you and you use the analogy of a switchboard yeah. She plugs in the wires on this big giant wall of fucking things to say, all right, this thought that you're having clear cognizantly plugs into this idea. Now you have the full picture. Okay. Then what, what is that? Is that the psychic information? Yes. Okay. <laughs> your spirit guides are taking you. You're the plug. Got it. And they're plugging you in to the correct electrical outlet to intercept the energy which is the information so then mediumship information is psychic information however it's not coming from my spirit guides yes it's coming from a different being yes okay does that make sense i think so okay <laughs> it's like the spirit i don't know it's weird they're telling me it's both physical and what i'm saying i'm trying to explain something that's very hard well yeah <laughs> I feel like people are going to be more confused than relieved with my explanation. Mm -hmm. That's why you've been explaining it to me for, for two 20 years. minutes. Oh, two years. And I still don't know the difference because people are like, well, how do I know that I'm a medium? And I'm like, I have no idea. Ask Liv. <laughs> I also will not tell you. 
Because literally people are like, well, then how do I know I'm a medium after I tell them what I think their psychic abilities are? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. These are your abilities. Can you talk to souls? Because if you can, there you go. Otherwise, I have no idea. Thank you. <laughs> have a nice day. I have not met anybody that has said that they're a psychic medium that has been able to talk to dead relatives of mine, except for M. Yeah, there's a weird blonde lady that's following you around. I don't know why I keep seeing people when they're 30. It's freaking me out. <laughs> Let it go. It's just so hard. Maybe they think it's relatable to you. I mean, it is, but also I don't know who they are and they won't tell me who they are. Is it because you feel like time is slipping past you and that you don't feel like you're actually 30? So what they're doing is they're preparing you for this next chapter in your life, which is going to be your 30s until you're like 38 I was gonna say forty-two, but they're saying thirty-eight. But it's more. I have a hard time seeing older people and believing that I'm seeing older people. So, if you say, "Oh, you're gonna talk to spirits that have passed on," my immediate egotistical thought is gonna be like, "I'm going to see older men who have passed or older women who have passed." That's what mediumship is. So when I see that, is it actually me or is it my ego saying, "Oh"? You're just seeing an old woman who's a grandmother with cookies. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, a stereotypical idea of what mediumships, like mediums talk to, and that's older people because those are the ones that usually pass. So I have a hard time, like, how you explain how older men usually come in for you and they look like the up person. I have a hard time being like, okay, you're an old, you like, you're an older man. Am I actually seeing an older man or am I just thinking I'm seeing an older man because you're supposed to be an older man because you have passed and you passed at an older age like most people would have? Sorry. <laughs> That's or why. Are you seeing these people around you for other people or for yourself? And other They're people does not count for me. So They're for my well, I don't know. They're for yourself. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think so. Because the 30 thing just started happening. Because, like, what's her name? Doris Stokes. Mm -hmm. I saw her as younger because otherwise I wouldn't believe that I was seeing her. Because mm -hmm. we were talking about a medium and then I'm going to start seeing her. That would make no sense. So she came in and was like, I'm 30. Now you can talk to me because you have no idea who I am. So it takes away all of the, like, nervous energy of you talking to like a famous medium in spirit <laughs> and <laughs> believing you're talking to a famous medium in spirit yeah but these people are for you though right sometimes and when you i mean i don't know i don't read people if <laughs> i'm not gonna go up to someone and be like there's a man around you you know what i'm saying i don't know they're telling me that the reason that they're showing to you in their 30s is not necessarily that it's because they're going to be helping you in your 30s till you're like okay. 37 or 38 well i perceive it as if they're 30 then i will actually believe that i'm seeing them because otherwise my brain's gonna say well obviously you would see an older whatever so yeah do you have another great aunt besides great aunt lil who has brown hair maybe the other one that I know of is alive. Does one of them have an E name? Are you talking about my grandma? She's, her name's Edith. <laughs> is it? That's really cute. Is she passed or alive? She's passed. Mm, that's adorable. Grandma. 
She is the uh, wife to the grandpa that you see. Mm. My dad's mom. Is she like a homebody? Mm-hmm. She's the one that always had a pie in the refrigerator just in case someone came over. Yeah, I was wondering why I was smelling pies. <laughs> Cherry pie, I think. <laughs> That's really cute. Yeah, she thinks it's healthy because it has fruit in it. You're welcome. Yeah, she loves you a lot. She says there's a lot of things that are going to happen that you're going to be like, why is this happening? Yep. I've been being told that for two years. Did she like used to hold your hand and like pat it on the top? I feel like it didn't happen yeah. a lot. She did it. You saw other people have it happen to them more than yourself. Yeah, because I, I was a child. I don't like being touched. Yeah. She died when I was, mm, I guess, not that young. My grandpa died before her. But she used to give me Pepsi in a sippy cup. You're welcome. <laughs> She's really cute. Did she have um like a lot of magnets on her refrigerator? I don't yeah. know if the ones that had like the letters, like the letter magnets. Probably. She's like hanging she things had up. Things on her refrigerator. Okay. She had an old refrigerator. Yeah. She also has like um. Is that why you like doily things? Yeah. <laughs> she's showing me the things in her house have doilies on them. Like the I got doilies from her. Mm. She's straightening out like a um, like a calendar on the refrigerator, and she's like, "We're getting ready." Oh God. She's really cute. Yeah, the dark thing got closer to me. It's the Jabberwocky. <laughs> yeah, she wants to, like, pat you on your hand and tell you that everything's going to be okay. Did you always feel like you were on the outskirts of when you were over her house, though? Yeah. Okay. Because she gives me that same sort of feeling. But she, like, knows everything. I feel like a lot of people don't know that she knows everything. Because she kind of <laughs> well, has yeah, that, she's, like... She's a mom. Okay. She's like my mom, where she's not there, but her eyes are always there eyes on the back of your head type of deal it's my yeah. mother it's really cute but yeah yeah but when your mom does it she looks at you and like she has that look in her eyes of that she knows everything mm-hmm. but when your grandma does it she yeah. still has that look of like my she's mom. not actually there so you're like how the fuck does she know this? when my mom knows you know she knows yeah <laughs> that's really funny she has like this like doe-eyed expression yes. doe-eyed designs yep. sorry you're welcome <laughs> is that actually from her no, but okay, makes sense. I look like her. Ah, that's the side of the family that I look like. That's really. I look cute. like my dad. Doe-eyed design, big eyes. <laughs> she's really cute. Yeah, I Do don't you know have any the questions for her because she's mm-hmm. the one that she's one of them that's around you. Interesting. You were seeing someone with dark hair. Mm-hmm. She's blonde. That's the only thing that's not matching up. But yeah, well, I saw blonde hair first, and then I saw dark hair. So. Oh, yeah, I don't know. She I used went to with dye the her hair blonde when she was older. That's all I know her as. And mm. she would uh, paint her fingernails, too. That's really cute. Yeah. Did she only paint her fingernails pink, or did she paint them other colors? Usually pink. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, why are you showing me Robin's egg blue? What is important about Robin's egg blue? Because she showed me on her fingernails, she, but she corrected me and said, I only ever painted my fingernails pink, so you have to specify this. She loved birds. She had one of those clocks that had bird sounds on it. Ah. So I'm assuming that's what you're talking about is her love of birds. Okay. But I don't know. <laughs> oh, it has to deal with time too. Okay. <laughs> with the calendar. <laughs> Sorry. And her weird bird clock. Yeah, because my head just lit up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. She's really cute. She says everyone's watching out for you, even yeah. if you don't see them. She's like, yeah. we're all rooting for you, but we already know the outcome, but you need it anyway, yeah. so it's okay. 
was a for a while I was allowing people to talk to me about it like spiritually spirits were telling me about what's gonna happen and then I became so overwhelmed that my one spirit guide because she's she's not around me that much anymore uh serendipity she literally came in and was like if you don't want to talk about it don't talk about it yeah and then everything stopped Mm -hmm. which is great because I was horribly overwhelmed by the stuff that they were telling me about my life you guys <laughs> which it's still happening because now there's a fucking jabberwocky that's gonna play the boss level for me <laughs> or something but yeah she's she's a nice lady she's like one of the nicest people you would meet immediately and would be like she's like sugar sweet she just wherever she lives now like her place that she's created in heaven for herself is just always full of sunshine that's funny it's really cute everything is like at that peak point where it's the middle of the day but the start start the sun starts to go down what is that that golden hour thing yeah it's literally just where she exists and <laughs> at is at her house did it's she the live- best place to photograph someone uh, did she are you sure she didn't have dark hair? She bl- she I only mean, dyed it blonde. I don't know. I'm assuming because my my father is very blonde, and she would dye her hair blonde. I don't know what she looks like other Without. than okay. No, that's she okay. was old. <laughs> um, but she had white hair and she dyed it blonde. So that's all I know. I don't know who. Did she grow up on is. like more land or something somewhere? Do you know? Because she shows me that her house is like her house. My great-grandparents, I think, came over here from Scotland. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that entails my grandma coming with them and she was in Scotland. That's I don't know anything about Yeah, no, it's definitely, like, in America. She just shows me, like, the, you know, like, when, um, that song that we have for America where it's, like, golden fields of wheat or something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think it's America the Beautiful, that song. I can't remember it now for whatever reason, but that's like know. where she lives. It's like that one line from the song. Since my dad existed, she's pretty much lived in the same place in like a suburb. So mm-hmm. where she, mm, I mean, she has land like behind her house because there's like a park, but it's yeah. No, I get land. the small feeling of like a cozy house in the suburbs, but when you look out the kitchen window, you see golden fields. Oh yeah, there's a field behind it. Oh, and there's like a door or. a she has a fence around her house you just open the fence and go out to the park because that's where i would like play and catch play with the little frogs behind her yeah (laughs) because i was a toad sage when i was a child (laughs) did you used to talk to yourself as a child yeah i talk to myself now are you kidding me claire audience that's really cute (laughs) she's just showing me you as a little girl like rooting around talking to yourself like you're talking to other people yeah that's really cute do you have any yeah. questions for her? She just wants to say hi. I don't know. Why are we talking about her again? We were talking about the people that you see in oh, your yeah, life yeah. <laughs> showing you them as their 30s. And I'm like looking at these people that are Is she 30s. the one with the dark hair that I've told you at Patreon Live? I don't know what she looked like when she was like No, I don't think so. Okay, great. Because I'm pretty sure she was blonde when she was young. But mm-hmm. It's really cute. But yeah, they're like, we're helping you through your 30s. It's going to be fine. Uh huh. <laughs> but she says it like in a way of like, mm. she makes me want to say this. Like when you're, and I know this is really weird, so don't like have an anxiety attack about it. Already having one. So. But she makes me feel like when you're in a hospital bed, mm-hmm. 
And this might just be synonymous with me because I've been thinking about kids a lot. But, like, you're in a hospital bed. You're about to give birth to a child. And everyone, like, you have an IV. This is weird because she's making me feel this way. So I don't know if she's talking about me or if she's just using the uh, analogy about Mm -hmm. it. Of, like, you're in the hospital bed. You're about to fucking have a kid. You're like, God damn it, this fucking sucks. I've, like, been in pain for 8,000 days. And you have, like, the IV thing in your right hand because that's what I feel. And someone comes up to you when you're in the room or, like, in the bed and all of these people are just running around you, but you don't fucking know who is who. You just know that they're somehow integrated into the whole situation that's happening. It's chaotic. You're scared. You're sweaty. You need a fucking drink or something. And then this old woman comes up to me and hold my, holds, like, holds my hand and just goes, everything's fine. And you're like, I feel the overwhelming sense of everything's going to be fine, but I also feel like you're a goddamn liar. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what she gives me the feeling of because when you look at her eyes, you just like see that there's like almost nothing behind it, but also how the fuck does she know everything? Yep. That's that's what I experienced for about six or seven months of spirits coming up to me and telling me the worst day of my life is going to come, but Mm -hmm. not giving me context about why or when. Mm. And then being like, oh, it's gonna be fine. I'm like, why did you just show me that? It clearly is not going to be fine. You don't have to live through this. Go F yourself. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. serendipity for a moment came in and was like, I'm not supposed to be here until after this happens, but you need to like chill the fuck out. <laughs> mm, got it. Yeah, because do you see her around me anymore? I think she took it a step back because she doesn't talk to me as much anymore. I've had Rosaline and Zarath talking to me mostly mm-hmm. in Excelsior, but he's always just that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it's interesting. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I just asked her why she stepped forward instead of Aunt Lil, since Aunt Lil loves to be the mouthpiece <laughs> for all of your I know family. you haven't talked to Aunt Lil in a while. Well, she says it's because she's um, supposed to be the one that's helping you like physically here. She's like, so Aunt Lil isn't talking to you. I am. She's one of the people like around you, like with your other grandpa. Good. So wonderful. <laughs> Doilies for days. Jesus Christ. I'm glad I get to meet more of your family. Mm-hmm. I feel like you've met her before, but also I'm not sure who you were talking to before then. I don't know either. She's different. I like her. Because I think she, I think Aunt Lil was talking on behalf of her, so it was different. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I keep this in? Or do you want me to take it out? No, you can keep it in. Okay. Because everyone just experienced what it's like without seeing me have a reading. Uh-huh. <laughs> Impromptu. Anyways, yeah. that's cute. I'm glad I got to meet her. I like meeting people. It's going to make me cry. Oops. <laughs> Easily cries. Maybe if I cry, the thing that's been in my eye for two days will get out of my eyelid. You just have to pretend it's not there. I literally put my eye in a cup of like saline iron rinse solution was- and blinked in it like I was Aquaman and it's still literally- there. There was this one day I almost went to the hospital because there was something in my eye and then I just pretended it wasn't there and then the feeling went away. That's what I've been doing, but it, I still like- You can't think about it. Come back to it. You need to have de-real- derealization about it. It's not real. It's not really happening. <laughs> Jesus. You're not real. Did you guys like our metaphysical shower thoughts and impromptu reading? You're welcome. My headphones died like 40 minutes ago. <laughs> If you didn't notice. <laughs> Jesus. Rolls a like almost an hour and a half for this podcast that I literally pooped out of my butt. Did you guys like it? 
Well, uh, it all started with talking with C4. Well, it makes me feel better because I need to get these weird things that they tell me out of my brain because it makes it less overwhelming, which is probably why I talk to myself. You're welcome. Because I also drew a picture of that dark thing in the conjuring house. It's at my desk, in case you were wondering. I hid it so that the guy that takes our trash wouldn't see it. <laughs> Stop looking at me like oh, that. Oh, <laughs> at, at our desk at work. Yes. Okay. Because uh, that's when I was chaptering our video. And I was like, you need to get out of my head because you're really scary. I think you <laughs> we need to make you real. On Patreon. I could. It's um interesting. It looks like I didn't draw it. It looks like something else drew it. So you're welcome. I mean, they literally had the name of the Conjuring House. They like swindled the producers. So spiritually swindled. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that talk thing is really creepy. Mm-hmm. You should watch it or listen to that podcast if you haven't. But anyways, if you guys are interested in booking a reading, you just got a firsthand impromptu educational experience of what, what it's it like, like to have a reading with me, at least. Yeah. <laughs> em does the same thing, but she's got tarot cards and she does it a little bit differently because we're not the same person. Yeah. I roast your life. <laughs> like a corn cob. And I don't even meet you. So <laughs> usually... But if you want to meet both of us at the same time, you can Which also do that. Which will be even more fun. We have a reading for that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We're going to talk about our patrons. The ones if you that are want to able- join Patreon and you want to help us to get to 57 so that Liv watches the Conjuring House video, 57 patrons, that's what we need. And Apple reviews. And Apple reviews. Because <laughs> the funniest review gets to be featured in the next subset of podcasts we've been asking for a while and i haven't checked yet but i'm going to next week so mm-hmm. you guys better get to it we're gonna get those we're that we're like six podcasts away from that <laughs> yeah only one podcast has been released where we say it so far because all of our podcasts have been made and then absolutely just thrown to the wind for different unintended release dates they've all changed every single release date yeah and it's gonna happen again because Part three of the Conjuring House. Yeah, that Conjuring video. There was no way I was going to edit an hour video. So I was like, okay, part three. (laughs) It's a beast like the thing in the basement. So here are our patrons. Shannon. Cindy. Kaylee. Mev. Rainika. Mystery Girl. Trinity. Avery. Cass. Anthony. Violet. Peyton. Arena. Allie. Mac. Autumn. Dias. Victoria. Jenny. Laurel. Brianna. Nate. Bradley. Sandy. Nass. Sherry, Christina, Sushi, Anita, Katie, Charles, Holly, Carista, Flo, Malake. It's really bad because I read the names that you read out loud in my head and then I (laughs) want to read them out loud again. So I have to like, did you ever see the interview with Jennifer Lawrence when she almost trips? Well, actually, she does trip going up the stairs to get some sort of award. And she's like, God, I knew that was going to happen because my designer told me when I walked out to remember to say to myself, kick, walk, kick, walk walk to kick the bottom of her dress so she wouldn't fall and what she ended up happening and i'm sure this would also happen to me too as she was walking up the stage going cake walk cake walk and she's like why am i thinking cake walk and then she fell down and goes god damn it it was kick walk that's why i was saying that in my head well uh, i have to read it before you start scrolling because then i can't read it when it's moving Because Liv has to have it really close to her face because she's blind. Same problem, different way about it. (laughs) I have to cakewalk through it and you just have to find I don't have time to read what you're reading. I have to read it before you start scrolling. And sometimes you scroll 
during your reading of it and it passes the thing that I was supposed to read and that's how it goes. Wow. Guys, 57. 57 patrons and you can watch live, watch the Conjuring House video. That's how I pee in your pants. Mm-hmm. You can get a whiff related. of the poop that she's going to endure during this <laughs> video. Oh, God. But yeah, if you guys want to join Patreon, it'll be in the show notes. You can also get a reading. The link will also be in the show notes. It's on our website. And uh, if you guys want more content like this, make sure to subscribe, follow, and do all the things that you do for pay- for, for podcast things. And we'll see you guys in the next one. For your meta sidekicks. 57. What topic do you want to cover next during our metaphysical shower thoughts? Let us know. In the comments, you're going to leave an Apple podcast.